Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Well, thanks, everybody. I'm glad to be here. Um, I have, uh, you might see me reading because I don't remember my own life, so I had to write things down. Uh, sadly. Um, so my food journey begins in Muskegon, Michigan in 1962, uh, where I was born, um, to my mom, uh, Anna Johnson, and my father, Albert Johnson. Uh, my parents uh, had a early start, had a difficult marriage. My mother was a strict Roman Catholic, and my father was a Muslim and uh, a member of the Nation of Islam, uh, which caused a lot of trouble in my family <laughs> and uh, among my parents. So my parents divorced when I was three years old, and um, I never saw my father again, ever. Never, never talked to him, never heard from him, never saw him, ever. Um, and so my, my mom moved us to Columbus, Ohio, uh, which is where I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. Um, uh, early on, uh, around the ages of eight or nine, I started to gain weight, uh, and, um, I, I, I got uh, fatter and fatter. And, um, you know, by the time I was like nine or 10 years old, uh, I was bullied and, you know, humiliated and beaten up by neighbors and, you know, uh, people around me, people driving in cars, uh, you know, it was, it was difficult. Um, and um, my mother and my grandmother, I was raised by my mother, my grandmother, and their approach to dealing with every problem was to give me food, um, you know, uh, sweets and, and everything else. And um, I just got, I got bigger, you know? And uh, to the point where when I was at school, uh, I was constantly mocked and made fun of and um, just bullied a lot. And that happened until I was 12 years old. And when I was 12, uh, I walked into a boys club uh, in my neighborhood and I started studying judo. And judo changed my life. Uh, from that moment on, um, I was no longer bullied. And uh, I got into judo, and then I progressed to karate, and then I progressed to jujitsu. And um, I never got smaller. I mean, you know, I was always a big kid, and the, the, the size helped me with the martial arts. Um, the other thing that happened for me when I was about 13 or 14, I had always drawn drawn comics as a kid like a lot of kids do and you know I started drawing more and more and one day when I was 16 years old I walked into a bookstore and I saw a book called The Fantastic Art of Boris Vallejo and uh, Boris Vallejo was a great fantasy artist and um, from that moment on that's what I wanted to do with my life. And I began the process of teaching myself uh, how to draw like Boris and how to draw like my, my other hero, 
uh, shirt as I'm wearing, Frank Frazetta, the king of science fiction, fantasy art. And uh, that dominated my thought process. So I had the martial arts and I had art. Um, but going into my teenage years, uh, I was bigger. By the time I was 17, I weighed 275 pounds. And uh, I remember why I weighed 275 pounds, because uh, <laughs> there was a guy who played the Incredible Hulk named Lou Ferrigno, and Lou Ferrigno weighed 275 pounds. <laughs> I never forgot that. I was reading the magazine, and I go, wow, I weigh the same as uh, Lou Ferrigno, although he's, you know, Lou Ferrigno. Um, so going into junior high school and high school, um, I was bigger than everybody else, but you know, it didn't matter because, you know, I, uh, by that time I had acquired multiple black belts in judo and jujitsu. And I was very comfortable with myself physically uh, as far as defending myself. But I was a very shy person. I was incredibly uh, shy and uh, basically kept to myself. Um, so, um, and I just basically uh, painted. So when I got into uh, college, uh, I went to art school. I went to uh, Ohio State. And then I moved to Colorado Springs. And um, I started studying fine art there. Uh, but I also got into graphic design. And graphic design kind of took over my, my, my life also. Uh, so when I graduated from um, college, I went into the publishing industry and uh, you know what? I don't think I hit my timer. So I think I'm off here. <laughs> I'm not sure how long I've been speaking. Nine fifty. Um, it's almost so, ten. You're, you're okay. Okay. That's good. Um, so um, where was I? Got into the publishing industry, graphic design. Um, the one thing I didn't do, uh, I did not date at all. Didn't date in my teens, didn't date in my 20s. Um, you know, I had female friends, but I was always the, you see this in sitcoms all the time, the fat platonic friend. That was, that was me. It was like my title. I should have that, uh, you know, uh, airbrushed on a t-shirt. And uh, so I, I never dated at all. And, uh, you know, my life basically was teaching the martial arts, uh, painting, graphic design. That was it. No, no, no dating, no, no women, no nothing. Um, because I had a sense of, I had a great sense of shame. Lots of shame. Um, people don't talk about male shame, fat male shame. They talk about female shame. They don't talk about uh, fat male shame. And it's a huge thing. And believe me, it was a part of my life. And it kind of dominated, you know, uh, like I said, most of my 20s. And um, then in, when I was like in my early 30s, I met a very small Jewish woman named Sherry. And um, for some bizarre reason, she loved me never never understood it and um we ended up getting married and uh we've been married 23 years uh been together 25 years 
And um, every day I am shocked that, you know, that she loves me as much as she does. It's, it's, she had a daughter when I, when I, when I met her and uh, her daughter became my little girl. And, uh, you know, to, she's the greatest joy of, of our life. And uh, God, it's hard to believe she's 34 now. 34 years old. That's amazing. Um, no. That's not me. Um, so when I was uh, when I was about 31, uh, I was having a conversation with my mom, and my mom said, I was telling her my weight was just out of control. I was about I was almost 400 pounds at that point. And my mother said, you know, there's an organization uh, down the street at this church um, that you should consider going to. And I, I said, well, what was that? She said, well, it's, it's Overeaters Anonymous. And I said, what? what? What is that? And she goes, well, it's a 12-step program for, for you know, um, people who have food issues. And I said, eh, you know, not a guy is good with people. This is not. This doesn't sound like a, a healthy place for me. She said, nah, go to a meeting. I said, all right. So I walked into a meeting at, at this, this meeting. And um, I walked in. And uh, from the moment I got into this meeting, I knew it was a place that I belonged. And I met amazing people, many of them who are still here right now, uh, many of them who are gone. and. Um, OA changed my life. I mean, my first year, I lost like the hundred pounds, and um, you know, Sherry and I got married, and then we we moved, and that caused a cosmic ripple in my life <laughs> because uh, I wasn't at my meeting like you know all the time, so it affected me, you know. And I tried, I stayed in contact with people and I tried to stay with the meeting, but it wasn't the same thing, obviously. And um, when I got into my 40s, uh, I was about 45 and I started to have health problems. And I lost vision in my left eye and I started to have trouble. And I uh, found out I was a, a very serious diabetic, uh, which I hadn't paid attention to. And thus began a, a serious health crisis that I that carried me on into my 40s. Um, when I was 50, um, I had started to fall. Five minutes. I, five minutes. Thank you. I had started to I started to fall. I had left uh, uh, my job as a designer, and I had started to work uh, uh, at apartment uh, communities. Um, mainly because I would, was able to walk around all day. Uh, uh, some of my students were working in an apartment complex, and they said, boy, you would probably lose a lot of weight because you would be walking all day. And I go, okay, that's an interesting thing. <laughs> so so I, I took the job, and I really loved it because I was able to walk around and just you know listen to jazz and NPR, and it was great. But at some point, I started to fall. And I wasn't sure why I started to fall. And uh, this went on for uh, a few years. Um, you know, I, I, I got tested and they were like, well, you know, you're, you, you, have a, you have peripheral neuropathy. So 
that that's affecting your legs, you know? And I said, oh, okay. Uh, but as we went on, uh, my wife said, you know, that's not right. Something's wrong. That's not the only thing you have. You, you have something. So eventually my doctor uh, gave me a few MRIs. Uh, that didn't show anything. And then finally she said, uh, she goes, listen, uh, you need to have a spinal tap. And I had heard stories about spinal taps, like, you know, <laughs> and it made me very, very nervous. Uh, but I had a spinal tap. And when I had the spinal tap, uh, my doctor said, uh, you have a primary progressive multiple sclerosis. And that kind of was like a, a shocking thing. Um, at, my health gradually started to go downhill. And I ended up retiring from my job, and I'm now uh, retired. Um, I've lost my ability to walk, um, which is the one thing that the, the MS has really affected me. Um, but I can still do things. I can still draw. I can still paint. I can still see. Uh, the only thing I can't do is walk. Yeah, walking's overrated. You know? <laughs> so not a big deal for me, <laughs> you know? Uh, I'm pricing out the uh, testing wheelchairs and scooters and things like that. Um, but during that process, uh, I also had a kidney disorder and that changed everything for me as far as my food was concerned. My, my neurologist, neurologist and my nutritionist, uh, said that I should immediately become a vegan, like immediately, because when you have a kidney disorder, you shouldn't eat milk products because of the um, phosphorus. And I said, uh, okay, I, could, I, could, I guess I could work with that. And that's, so that's what happened to me. And now I am a, I am a very proud vegan. And uh, it's okay. It's, it's not the end of the world, you know? And uh, the point is that I'm still alive. I'm still a fairly happy person. Uh, regardless of all of the stuff that's happened. And I have all of you people who I have had forever. Some of you have been, I've, I've known for, God, 20, 25 years. And um, I have all of you and I have great friends and I have an amazing supportive uh, family. Many people with MS uh, lose their families and lose their friends because people just stop talking to you when they see that you're that ill, then uh, it happens all over the place. And I have not had that happen to me. I have, my family has just stayed with me and my friends and, you know, the people in OA and people that I can just call at any time. And this program is a miracle because if I hadn't had this program, I'd be dead. There's just no... There's no denying that, you know, that's not just a, <laughs> a bold statement. It's a fact. And I know many people who have been saved by this program and uh, I am one of them. And I have difficulty. Um, I have memory issues and I have difficulty sleeping. So I have trouble gaining up periodically to come to the meeting. So it's difficult. Um can't set an alarm because I wake my wife up and she wouldn't be happy about that. <laughs> um, so I have to try to get up when I can get up. 
but you know, I still read all of my OA literature. I have the same books that I had 20 years ago. Um, and um, I still study everything that I can and I listen to podcasts and, you know, just, just I, I embrace this program because it's the thing that is saving my life. And um, I am so thrilled to be here and honored to, to be a speaker. I haven't spoken for 22 years, so this is my first time speaking in a long, long time. <laughs> so I'm usually a fairly quiet guy. Uh, but listen, don't give up. Don't give up on the program. Don't leave. Stay here. Just stay with us because we love you. And, you know, this is the, we are your people. You are my people. And uh, I love you all. And I'm not sure what my, where my timer is. Where am I? I'm now. Am I there? Yeah. All right. Thank you so much to everybody. I love you all. I love seeing you all. And thank God for OA.